From the closing bell to your living room, join your three hosts, the millionaire money mentor Lloyd Ross, the original stock bro Tony Sansmansky, and the podcast mogul Phil Better as they help you avoid the mistakes most retail investors make when they start to invest. Now live from the fastest growing Facebook group for beginner investors, Stock Dirty to Me, with your hosts Lloyd, Tony, and Phil. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Stock Dirty to Me, the number one podcast for beginner investors on Facebook, I am, of course, your host with the most feel better. But more importantly, you're not here to listen to me talk. You're here to listen to the stock bro himself. <laughs> How are you doing, Tony? Oh, man, I'm good. I'm fantastic. I'm drinking a counterweight headway tonight. Ooh. A little double IPA. Let's go. go. Yeah. And then, of course, we've got day. a billionaire money mentor, Lloyd Ross, off of an amazing vacation down in Mexico. Even though he lives in a, a country that is always sunny, he had to go visit Mexico. Lloyd, how are you doing today? I'm never better. I'm ready. I'm refreshed. You're refreshed? Ready to go. Yep. Good, because you're going to have to carry the show. I'm exhausted. Great. I'm ready to go. Let's carry. Well, well he had a I'm nice long up. vacation. So yeah, he didn't have to do a here. show. Hey, this is our 50th episode, guys. Wow. 50, good, good, yeah, good. yeah. Hold on. Let me... Uh, Stock dirty to me, fiftieth episode. Let's go. We got people live from Cal, uh, Canada. I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, Timmy's here from Canada. We got Mark arguing with Tony because he's uh about whether or not there's a good market or the market is at the bottom. Saw that a couple of that. Um, Tony thinks the market's at the bottom, but yes, we are it's at bottom, baby. This is episode <laughs> yeah, you know that. I know. I just know, guys. I just, I just, I just know. I know. There you go. <clears throat> Let me finish this, and then I'll tell you why I know. Yeah, he's, yeah. it's going to take forever for you to finish that. But Lloyd, let's. Uh, you said you had something you wanted to talk about. No, someone's yelling no. Why are we yelling no? Gotta let us know, Mark. You have to tell us no. Why? Why are you yelling no, Mark? You have to let me know. Uh, to, Lloyd, you said you wanted to talk about something. Well. Bubba beat earnings and revenue yesterday. Wait, wait, wait. What? <laughs> I'm gonna bring up Bubba because we're up 14 percent in a day. We got some. We got. We got our our way back. Now you only got to go up what, like another 120 percent? Yeah, it'll happen. It's gonna happen. Hold on. Let me, uh, let me bring it. Did it up really jump? On. It jumped 40 percent today. 14. Oh, oh, damn. Okay. Yeah, one say. day it started at 87 at 9.30 this morning, as you can see. 81. And it, it started at 81, yeah. 82. Well, this is saying 87 USD just, at uh, 9.30. Just the five day? No, it's, this is the five day. Yeah, look at that. Oh, here we go. It was at 82 Wednesday night when it closed, and it popped and currently sitting at 94. I like that. Let me just check my... Uh, portfolio because i haven't checked <laughs> actually i haven't even i know yeah. the market was up at like two o'clock but i haven't looked since i was watching this morning at about 2 a.m did it close um, up yeah it closed up and it closed up it was strong there's apples back uh hey i'm up 12 i'm green. i'm up 12 percent in bubba i'm happy. dow jones dow jones is on a six-day win streak yeah market's back baby I don't know. I think I think once the Fed goes again and increases rates again, it could drop again. I don't know. I think it's priced in. Do you think that all of those overvalued stocks are now really come back? Kathy Wood's now back to earth. 
And um, no, I don't. I don't give a shit about Arc. I'm just talking about the like Arc's probably going to take like three years to because it went down seventy percent. So that means it doesn't. It can't just go up seventy percent. It needs to go up way more than that to get even again. Because five hundred. Uh, no, I guess. Lot, I guess. I guess a good market bottom is if Arc loses eighty percent of its value. It means that those stocks are coming back down to earth, right? I think Arc losing seventy five percent of its value just showed that we kind of drain the market of all the speculation. You know, all the speculation stocks are have been hit yeah. so hard, yeah. and we're reallocating that money into smarter plays, um, yeah. companies that make money that are profitable, and. Yeah. I will say like a lot of people were asking me this to uh, a couple days ago. Cause I was like, you don't understand how much arc needs to go to get even again. Like if a, if a stock drops 75%, it needs to go way more than 75% up to break even because now you're going off of a percentage of that lower price. So, yeah. you know, if it started at a hundred and it dropped to 50, if it goes up a hundred percent, that's only, it's not going to be, you know, a hundred percent of 50. When you when you're going off of percentages, it's going to take a lot more than that to get yeah. back to 100. Yeah, correct. So. 100. This is the Don't last five days for Arc. It's at. Don't ask. What do you think about QQQ? What? It, I love it. I love such it. A strange, such a strange question, because QQQ hasn't changed. <laughs> Guys, I this is so today. I made some moves this morning. Made Woo! some moves this morning. I put five thousand dollars into QQQ. Uh, I actually, I remember we were talking about this, uh, probably about six months ago on one of the Facebook lives. I held every, all of my positions, except I sold out of QQQ, which ended up being the smartest decision I've probably ever made because I was like, I think QQQ, I don't know. You probably, you weren't on the show yet, Dalt, um, uh, Lloyd, it was Dalt and Phil and yeah. Dalt was like, why would you do that? That's crazy. I'm like, I think. QQQ is going to get hit really hard and the S&P I'm not that worried about. Um, so I sold out of QQQ up like 5% because it was dropping a lot and then it fell 30%. So I just bought back in at 28% down and I'm, and I saved money and I'm just going to keep averaging down. I'm not putting any more money into it until it levels out. And um, if it every time it drops, I'm going to put money in, but I'm not going to add anything while it's up. So you timed the market. I he was playing the market last week. Now I don't recommend. Yeah, I did. I actually, it's not because I don't know. That's probably the luckiest thing I've ever done was selling out of QQQ and got really lucky with that. And I held. I, I think. I think it's done. I think thirty percent is as low as it's going to go. Um, it could maybe it could go another five percent. Uh, but and then last week I, I actually uh, shorted QQQ all week. I would go in and out of it all week, and make like you're shorting QQQ. I bought. I actually bought SQQQ. I told Phil. I told the group last week. I bought SQQ like three days that week, and then sold out of it and made I don't know like 40 percent in one week just shorting it. <laughs> and then now I just bought back into QQQ. You're like so, uh, you're, you're I'm a good trader. You're a market I'm a guru. trader. I'm a guru. What can I He's say? Pulling adult. He's pulling adult. Now, dunk. guys, don't do as don't follow me and don't do it because you're probably gonna <laughs> do as I'm, he say, not as he does. That's yes. what he's trying to tell you. So what I'm but 
I know I contradicted everything I've ever said in the group about not selling those good stocks or good companies, but that's the only thing I, I only sold QQQ because I really thought with interest rates rising, tech was going to yeah. get destroyed. And it yeah. actually turned out to be true. Um, yeah. Not because I'm a genius, but because I literally read research from everybody saying that, like every institution was saying it. And that's and why you were able yeah. to do uh, the play the market last week. Well, honestly, it's, it's not that hard to see when QQQ is going to have a bad day because you can look at pre-market and you can see what's going on for that day. I'm not saying you're going to get it right all the time, but uh, those days I could just tell like, oh, the market's going to get hammered. But you just got to be really careful if you're going to do something like that because you're playing with a leveraged ETF and you can get you could really lose a lot of money. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, guys, I uh, I think I'm an expert now. I think I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I got, you know what? I interviewed. I'm just uh, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm j- totally joking. Because I interviewed a mutual friend of Lloyd's and mine, uh, Mr. Andrew Logan, a uh, uh, great guy. And he told a story on my podcast about how he thought he was a genius investor and he nearly lost everything yeah, on yeah, a flight yeah. home. So yeah, when you start thinking you're a genius, that's when you're in yeah. trouble. But, I, but I'm not doing that with individual stocks. And I'm not no. – I, I literally never trade. That's I just had a feeling that the market – based on what was happening last week uh, and the events that were taking place and you could tell in pre-market. Um, but I honestly think that now is a great time to get back into QQQ or to double up on what you have and buy more uh, because it's down 30% on the year. I know it made a comeback, you know, last yeah. couple of days. Here's but... QQQ right now trading at 299.33 it's down uh this is the year to date people so you can Probably see 23 25 it's 25 here sorry i'll get it yeah I know some people are blind um yeah it's at it's down 25 48 <laughs> year to date but if we look at the uh the wine uh the five year it's up like it's up oh, of course of course yeah now i'm just joking mics. about the market's totally bottomed out it's done guys bye 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 i just think that it's the market has dropped a sig not specifically the market, but QQQ has dropped such a significant amount that even if it goes down a little bit more and you're buying in now, it's probably going to be volatile all year and be up and down and probably trade sideways. But man, if you get in now and you put a lot of money in now, 10 years from now, Ooh, yeah. when that metaverse takes off for Facebook and uh, Apple once again double triples its profits, and Google like runs the world. <laughs> you know, like I'm pretty sure Amazon, yeah, that's in their plans. Yeah, so uh, I mean, that's good. good advice. I think uh, that that that's true. I believe that. Five to I, ten years. That's all you need in the market. I just think it's a good. It's a it's a good. All the companies in there have they'll do well. Well, most of them will do well. Now here's the thing, though. I. If you don't have, and I've said this a million times, if you don't have an emergency fund, don't just do what I did and throw $5,000 in the QQQ because it could, like, I could lose another 10% off of that, but I don't really care because I don't need it. I mean, obviously I don't want to lose any money, but you're not going to lose money long-term with QQQ. Um, and actually I'm holding more because if it does drop another 10%, I'm going to put way more in, a lot more. Tony, you could, you could become a QQQ expert. Yeah, man. Some, some. Is there any way I could get a title underneath during all the next 
Facebook Live. Yeah. It says, can yeah, you it's you before you log Dude, in, yeah, before you yeah. log in, you get to choose your name. I can actually hold on, hold on. I can oh, edit can you name. Right can you change edit it? To, name? Uh, yeah, I can edit name. Here. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know if I want to, I want to use more than expert to really like cheat correspondent or something. There you go. QQQ guru. Here, hold on, Lloyd. I'm gonna give you. No, I don't know. I don't know if I like Guru. I want something more. Would you put me Bubba for life? Bubba for LYFE. I need something more. King Bubba. Maybe like Bubba for life. That's good. There you go. There you go. I don't like the word Guru. I want something like bigger. You know, I want something. Jesus. Okay, hold on. Let me get a source out here. Like, what's a big like PhD in? Uh, we got tutor. Oh, oh, I got it. I got it. Chief investment advisor. No, 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 no. Chief analyst. You're sage. I'm gonna think about this. I'm gonna have for now. You're the sage. Oh, oh, we got a good one. Puba of the Q. What do you think of that? I think that's coming from Mark. I'm gonna have to run a poll because and see who wins. Oh no, that's from one. Run a poll as to what we should be named by everyone in the group. That would be fun. We need we need a catch we need a catchphrase. We do have a catchphrase. Okay, we do. Which is like a show. Is the juice worth the squeeze? That's how we're supposed to start the show. Now the other one is better. Yeah, that's how we end the show. Yours is the one we end the show with. When in doubt. when you don't know what to do, buy vu. Just buy vu, yeah. yeah. Buy Just vu. buy vu. Now, see, I need, I need a very amazing name, like a. I want not guru, but something bigger than a guru. I think like, the Puba of QQQ is. I might cool. run a poll in the group and then just give away like fifty bucks to whichever one that I like the best or something. There you go. I don't yeah. know. Um, We did Uh, touch on Facebook and Mark was asking, uh, (coughs) what's your thoughts on Facebook right now? So give me a second. I love Facebook. I love it. It looks pretty cheap. Uh, This is why, this is why I went big on QQQ and I bought back in because all those top companies, other than Tesla, which I know I'm a Tesla hater and blah, blah, blah. And I've, I already apologize because Tesla keeps making money and I've been wrong for like two years. So I, I am wrong a lot. Wrong. I think it's coming back now. <laughs> but I think, um, but uh, I think eventually te- Tesla is not, it makes no sense that Tesla is the fifth largest company in the world by market cap. Like an EV company is the fifth largest company. That makes zero sense to me, you know? Particularly, um, particularly the fact that it has to execute perfectly on its expected earnings to justify its current price. Yeah, I small mode. Yeah, I don't, lots I think of competition. Yeah, yeah, two hundred dollars a share is what Tesla's probably worth. All it's going to take is because it's easy for these um, these other car companies that are already you know cemented in the in the industry to create their own EV, and, and we're already seeing it with Ford and GM and uh, Volkswagen. And it's just going to be a matter of time before all of them have their own established EV uh, vehicles, and they're selling at a much cheaper price than Tesla. Uh, it, it's primarily an EV company. Someone, there's someone in the comments said, it, if you think of it as an EV company, they do make robots. They do have the charging oh, stations and that. Yeah, but they, they don't it, have any robots. Stop it. They're, they they have not produced a robot. They're, they're R and D. They're R and D. Energy is high. 
No, 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 no. Go look at their go look at their revenue. Ninety-eight percent, ninety-eight percent of their revenue is from cars, and then their it's subsidies. <laughs> yeah, it's subsidies, and I'm tired of hearing like, "Oh, it's more yeah. than an EV company." Well, they have show solar. Me the, they have solar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three percent of their revenue yeah, is solar. Yeah. By it's the way, it's been going EV. down. Yeah, yeah. It's primarily EV. Yeah. I, I, they I haven't think... even, guys. It's been what three years since the Cybertruck, which got its windows smashed out that it was supposed to be bulletproof. Uh, and then the robot that comes on stage that's actually a man dressed as a robot. That was their prototype. You know, did you see that? No, they're I like didn't the, see that. I didn't they're see like that. the Tesla robot. And it was a guy as coming out dressed as a robot. And I'm they're like, well, guys, sh- just, you know, guys, just kidding. It's not a real robot. And everybody's like, yeah, he could do anything. He could like he could Elon probably, Musk. He sold a flamethrower. A whistle. He sold a whistle. Yeah, okay. For $50. You beat, you beat me there. $50, $50 for a whistle. <laughs> yeah. I think it's worth $200 a share, $180 a share, and it'll it'll eventually pull back to its earnings. And I hate sounding like a Tesla hater, which I'm not. It's just, it's so, it makes no sense that an electric vehicle manufacturer is the fifth largest company in the world. How does that make any sense? Especially during a pandemic. When now we're going into a recession, people can barely afford food. You know, the average person is struggling think, like crazy. I think the tailwinds of Tesla will be uh, will be helped by the high gas prices. I think that is a tailwind for the company. But it certainly doesn't justify the, the, the current uh, valuation or multiple. So, yeah, I think it's way overvalued. It's starting to come back. It's fallen almost 50% since it's $1,200 highs. Um, this is and, the last five days. Let's go year to date. Yeah. So, drop. It's what? 41%. Yeah. If we look so at the it's max, coming back, it's coming back down. Look at that graph. It's going it, to, it'll come right back. I think. By the way, does any car have more issues and recalls than a Tesla? Seriously. Like the amount of recalls that happen with that car. I think people, I think people are still buying <laughs> that because there's a number of increasing here in Australia, but the technical, I hate technical analysis, but I'm starting to, I'm starting to embrace some forms of patterns. Cause I've seen that like a head and shoulders pattern. You can see that's happening here. Like, there are some elements of of technical analysis that do apply to stocks that are actually not traded on their actual earnings. So Tesla is traded by um, fear and greed. And I think yeah. if you're going to have an asset that's traded by fear and greed, you can use technical analysis because that is it's human behavior happening. It's not anything to do with earnings. So I think apply technical analysis to Tesla, you'll find that it's probably going to get go drop to $120, $200, I would say. But who knows? Um, well, the reason why I'm upset, and I know I sound upset, is because <laughs> I made hold a on, video. Hold on, hold on. Do you need the full screen? Do you want the He's full like, screen? I want to see everybody's face. Now, here's the thing. I made a video a couple months ago apologizing to Tesla people and stockholders because I've been wrong every single quarter about Tesla. Their revenue has been going up every single quarter for like a year and a half. So I have to, you know, I have to admit I was wrong about their revenue going up. But here's the other thing. I will not apologize for the fact that I still believe it's significantly overvalued. And it makes no sense to me. Just guys, let's just logically use our brains. The top five companies in the world, right? You got Google, Amazon, uh, Apple, uh, an oil and gas company, Saudi. What's number one? Saudi. Yeah, Saudi. Uh, Yeah. They're number one. 
And all of those companies do so many things. Even Apple, I mean, has so many different streams of revenue. And Tesla is a car company. A hold car on, hold on. Company. We're going to look at the subsidiaries oh, of Tesla. But someone's, someone said here, that's saying, that's like saying Facebook just has Facebook or Bubba yeah, just that's has like Facebook. saying Facebook just has Facebook. It, no, no. So has Bubba and FB, they're falling. Yeah, but if you understand valuation of assets, you can see that Facebook and Bubba are cheap and you can see that Tesla is very expensive. And if you don't understand that and you can't understand that, you shouldn't be trading it. You shouldn't be buying stocks. It's the most fundamental thing in, in valuation of businesses because these are all businesses and you can either buy one that's really overvalued. Like if you were going to buy a house for 5 million bucks and it was going to give you 25 grand a year income, would you buy it? Answer is no. But everyone does that with Tesla. Everyone does that with overvalued companies. But if you look at Bubba and Facebook, they're selling for far less than what people are currently buying property investments for. And they're way more effective assets than houses. So they're very cheap. So it's very, yes, they've fallen, but they've fallen and their earnings have gone up. Listen to that. They've fallen in price, but the earnings have gone up. Tesla has fallen in price too. Earnings have slightly happened, but they're not earning anywhere close to enough income or revenue to justify the price. And so if you want to go and overpay for an asset, feel free. But that's not how you be, become a successful investor. Mark's very happy and not happy with us. He's calling us Tesla haters. Mark, I just want to point out, I'm not a hater on Tesla. I just think it's overpriced. It's overpriced. Triggering people. It's a wonderful product, but it's it's way yeah. overpriced for a business. I wouldn't buy it at current prices because I would buy the car, but I wouldn't buy uh, the stock. Mark, you're one of my Mark. You're one of my favorite members, and we appreciate your support. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not wrong. A Tesla. I'm not a Tesla hater. I just try to analyze. No, I just try to analyze every company with no bias. And I think Tesla, there's a lot of bias with this stock. Uh, it's just not worth the price. It's, it's not worth its market cap. It's not a bad company. I think it could do good things and is doing some good things. But for it to be the fifth largest company in the, in the world is absolutely stupid. I'm sorry. It just makes no sense. And guess Mark, what? Mark they have this. Us. They have the smallest moat and they have the most competition of any of those other five companies. Like who's going to compete with Amazon? Who's going to, you know, who's going to compete with Google Tesla? A lot of people are going to compete with Tesla. Well, GM's probably, yeah, it'll look in the short term, as Ben Graham used to say, the stock market is a voting machine, but in the long term, it's a weighing machine. And what that means is in the short term, People are voting for Tesla, but the reality is the weighing machine says, ah, 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 this is the earnings, this is what it's worth, and eventually all of the pundits figure that out and they start and the price will fall back to its earnings. That's really what happens with overvalued stocks and undervalued stocks. Yeah. Here's the other thing too is Elon, think- Musk, Elon Musk is poking the bear, man, with the government. He's poking the bear. I don't and- think that will stop them. If yeah, but... Back, back. Yeah, but... Oh, yeah. Well, I have no idea proof, if this is true. Proof will be in the pudding, but called the Google, had, Google had advertising. Google had Google had advertising revenues in a monopoly business. Yeah. Tesla isn't Tesla. a monopoly. Google came out with a revolutionary idea. Tesla is not a revolutionary idea. I mean, we've had the Toyota Yaris or Toyota. What was that shitty Toyota? The shitty EV Toyota was Prius. That was around oh, before Prius. Tesla, right? Yeah. 
think it's just it doesn't have a mono, it doesn't have a monopoly, and so no. um, I don't think it'll create monopolistic gains like Microsoft or Google because they're monopolies. Like you, Mark. Can't, Mark, answer me this: oh. If Elon Musk resigns today as CEO of Tesla, how do you feel about Tesla? Because I have a feeling most people that are in Tesla are in it for Elon Musk. Because we just saw a video of a Tesla doing 70 miles an hour into a store building uh, on auto drive and literally blow up and no one cares. No one cares. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm getting bashed up for Baba here because they're throwing Ma into it. It's funny because Jack Ma is not actually the CEO. hasn't been for many years above. He's, he has nothing to do with the company. He's just an owner. Whereas T Musk is actually the, the founder. Yeah, CEO, founder. Yeah. Which isn't really true. He bought the title founder. Yeah, but two different governments. We're talking about yeah, two yeah. different governments. Yeah. yeah. Totally. One government is relatively friendly to entrepreneurs. The other one hates entrepreneurs. You won't see Elon Musk doing any hostage videos next to a tree. Well, well it's, look at this, com this comment. It's like Warren Buffett among a passing and me liking Berkshire. Berkshire has businesses that earn profits and it has many good ones. And it will run without those two. Whereas Tesla doesn't earn much profit and it has a massive yeah. competitive environment. And it actually only really probably is up in terms of price because of because of Elon. So I think it is a big question, a very important question to ask. If Elon wasn't CEO of Tesla, what would you do? And I think yeah, well, here's I want the, the thing. answer in the chat. Chat yeah. answer that. If we look, there. if we look, Elon, when did Elon purchase uh Tesla? I don't think he purchased it. I he did. He, he yeah, he bought the oh, rights. He did? Yeah, yeah. He, he bought it. Um, here, hold on. Let me just check this. Um, uh, listen, I, I don't think it's. We're not disagreeing that Musk is amazing. That Tesla's a wonderful product. That they've got first mover advantage and all these great, um, you know, uh, engineering advantages uh, and brand advantages. It does, but just because you have a good company doesn't make it a good investment. And I think that's where people get stuck. They think if we don't want to invest in it, that we don't like the company. That's not true. I love the company. I love what they do. I love their product. And I believe Elon is a wonderful leader in that business. And I think it's going to be, it'll continue. But just because a company is great doesn't make it a great investment. Some of the yeah. shittiest companies in the world are the best investments ever. Okay. So if you go and pull up NLS, okay, Nautilus what? as an example, shitty NLS. company, but, shitty, but probably arguably one of the greatest investments you could possibly make it could double in the next four months, right? It's, it's So you look at shit investments. Uh, shit You're talking company. about Nautilus, right? Well, yeah, but even like look at Hertz, shittest company ever, fucking eight folded from its bankruptcy. Yeah, look, so it's, it, this this business is 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 selling for less than one times earnings. Look, <coughs> yep, yeah, this look at Hertz. Hertz. See Hertz down the back. Go back. See down there? No, 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 back. Yeah, what? Back Hertz is nineteen dollars oh, right now. There, there. Look at that, August. It was August 2021. It was at 15 right bucks. It went down to zero. If you click the five-year chart. No, this this is Hertz Global I, Holding. Oh, go back to the very start. Go back to the very start of the... Yeah, look, so it went bankrupt. 2017. Hertz at some point, I don't know if this is the right chart, but it was literally bankrupt, and then it went out 800%. Wonderful, wonderful investment. Shit company. So I think yeah, everyone gets yeah this is that. this has to be after they're bankrupt because even at the max, it's only giving yeah. me from yeah. 2017. So. Well, you're so, you're saying you're saying that 
what you're saying is just because a company's stock goes up doesn't mean it's a good company. And just because a stock company stock goes down doesn't mean it's a bad company. That's right. That's what you're saying. And Berkshire is an investment yeah. and a good company. Yeah. 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 Like you look look, Berkshire Hathaway was a shit uh company from Warren, but it turned out to be, you know, probably a shit investment too, to be honest. But if you look well, at um Look, I just think that it's important for people to understand that a good investment is not always just because it's a good company because mm. you can overpay, right? No company is worth an infinite price, including Tesla. And you know, you're right. I see a lot of people in the group when like a, a stock or something comes up, they'll be like, that stock's it's been good to me. It's like, guys, it just it's been good to you for a short period of time. And now you're going to yeah. lose 75% of the value like an art. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's just you got to be careful. Just don't. People say to me, "Oh, but it's got this new product, and it's going to be this wonderful biosecurity company." And it's da, 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 da. I was like, "It doesn't make it a good investment." I'll give you. I'll tell you my my next purchase before I buy it. I'm going to buy it tonight. So how about I tell everyone what I'm going to do, Ooh. and then I'll confirm. So pull up the chart. Pull up Citigroup. Oh yeah. And I'll explain why this is a good investment, and so people understand. I think the difference. Uh, why is it not giving me the stock? Give me a second here. C is the code. Just C is the stock ticker. It's a wild one. Here we go. All right. Here, bring it up. Boom. Uh, I got the one day. You want me to give the max or the... Yeah, do the max. Do the max. Do the max. So, so, so back here in 2007, right, there were people I was talking to in United Arab Emirates where I was living. They were investment advisors for a company... And, and one of the major, um, Adia, which is the Abu Dhabi investment company, which is one of the biggest in the world, wealth fund, sovereign wealth fund. One of the major analysts, uh, financial advisory guys there, he was buying a shit ton of Citigroup because it was a great company, right? But guess what? Fuck, he got fired because <laughs> a year later, it was literally just about to go into bankruptcy, right? I, in fact, um, I think JP Morgan even may have, I'm not sure what happened. They must have had a lot of junk bonds on their books. Well, they priced they fall that much. Yeah, they yeah. did. But look, look at look at the difference. Great company, wrong price, and that's what happens. But now what's interesting is this. Look at the look at the fundamentals at the bottom there. So one thing that's not shown there is when you value banks, just so you know, you value banks based on their price to book value. So when a bank is typically trading at one times book value, it's usually trading at its fair value. Okay, um, sometimes it can trade a little bit higher and still be undervalued, like J.P. Morgan. But but generally, that's that's the valuation of a bank. It's worth its its book value assets. Okay, it's 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 depreciated assets. But what's fascinating about this business is that it's six times earnings, which is cheap based on an earnings multiple. It's paying a high dividend yield, which dictates that it's probably fairly cheap too, three point seven, almost four percent. And if you pull up their price to book value, it's about 0.5, okay? And if you look at its price to tangible book value, which means what is it selling for relative to its physical assets, which means if you bought the entire company of Citigroup and sold off the pieces, you would actually make an instant, probably a 40% gain because it's selling for 0.6 times tangible book value. So right now, this business is selling for 40% below what it's what it's conservatively worth in the market okay so you're literally got 40 percent upside with almost no risk because this bank is not about to go out of business in fact this bank will flourish with tailwinds from increased interest rates so as the fed increases rates over the next two three four years this bank is going to do well 
right, with its earnings. So it's arguably one of the greatest um, buyers in the market right now. It's cheap. It's no, no very, very little downside and a lot of upside. And what's fascinating is Warren Buffett just bought this. So if you're wanting to understand how to buy undervalued assets, this is a perfect example. A perfect example. This is a classic Buffett purchase for all those reasons I just mentioned. But when I bought some of the companies here during the during the COVID, I was buying banks at below tangible book, at below book value, and I made money. And I made money from Bank of America. I bought Bank of America. I put eighty grand in it. This is a number of years ago, and it was selling for sixty times tangible book value. Exactly what's happening here with Citigroup. And I doubled my money in twelve months. Yeah, so this you, this bank's not going to go out of business because what's going to happen is they're going to get bailed out if they ever get close yeah. to it. And that, well, that's exactly what happened in two thousand eight. I just looked it up. So look at this here. I bought Bank of America. If you go forward a bit, Phil, I bought it just a bit after 2012. So if you go forward, I bought it. Keep going. I bought it for $12 there. And within, I don't know, probably 12 months, it was $24. All right. Which was it there? Man, look at how much the banks were hit but, in that 2008. But Citigroup hasn't recovered like Bank None of America. Of them. JP Morgan, no. right? I was going to buy JP Morgan recently because it was undervalued at eight, nine times earnings, paying it almost a 4% dividend too. And it's a great franchise. It's the best bank franchise in the world. And it, it's already popped $10 since I thought I was going to buy it. But now I think Citigroup is way cheaper than what it is. In fact, I would say Citigroup is selling for a third of the valuation of JP Morgan Chase. I still think JP is the, mo is the strongest bank in the country. Even like, even if you look, even if you look like their max all time JP Morgan, they're they're one of the only banks. They're one of the only banks to recover massively from the financial crisis in 2008. Like a lot of these banks never even recover, never even well, got they didn't recover. They prospered because they bought Bear Stearns for two dollars a share. Yeah. Yeah. They well, they were so their balance sheet was so strong yeah. when the because they didn't have as many junk mortgage bonds as right. all the other banks. It took them nearly a year to get back to what they were just before I don't, the year. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people understand what happened in 2007. At this point, if you don't, I, I well, mean, there's a lot so, of millennials. So in 2007, well, actually in like 2005 is when this originated. Uh, literally, the Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac government loans for mortgages. They were and and bank and private banks were literally giving out loans to anybody. There's actually a famous movie called uh, what is it? Too big uh, to fail. The, the big, big short, short. The big short. Where yeah. they actually have a scene in the movie where a, a stripper in the movie had three houses. Like three yeah. banks gave her. They just let her buy houses. Yeah. And like you have to sh back then they didn't have the strict standards that they have now, where you have to show income. You have to. Have all these yeah. um, financial statements. They call them ninja loans, no income, no job loans. Yeah, they to people with no income and no job. They would just—I mean—they would just give out loans to anybody, but they would give you give you a loan with a massive interest rate. And there's and literally within three months, people couldn't afford their mortgages anymore, and they're all just defaulting on their mortgages. And then the bank had a massive uh, influx of loan defaults with houses going into foreclosure. And all these junk bonds that were selling on the market just went bankrupt. So these these banks never recovered. I mean, some of the and we're talking like Bear Stearns, 
We're talking Lehman Brothers. We're talking even uh, Citigroup, like even Bank of America. These banks, some of them never either went bankrupt or never got recovered. It's actually amazing the government didn't bail out Lehman Brothers or Bear Stearns. Well, they didn't because they had too many and they needed to make an example out of one of the banks. They actually called Warren Buffett up and said, I don't want to own it. Um, it, had too, it was too embroiled in too many. It owned too many um, junk bonds. But what's interesting is about this experience is that, so what happened was they have these worthless mortgage securities, right? They're worthless because they are based on people that can't pay the mortgages. And then the bank started trading them. So they're worthless assets, okay, worth nothing, and they're trading them, right? Then they started trading with countries. Iceland went bankrupt because Iceland bought a ton. So what's fascinating is if you replace the word mortgage security, so MBC, mortgage-backed security, or, or CDO, collateralized debt obligation, where they put leverage against these things, and they started trading them. Does it remind you of crypto? Um, I was just, I was actually just I'm not, say I wasn't going to say it, but. <laughs> yeah. People it's literally buying shit. things that are totally yeah, worthless. worthless. They yeah. don't even know what they're buying. And they, and they, but they, oh my God, we've been yeah. so, we've what? been so brainwashed by, <laughs> look, I'm glad you brought this up. I was watching the Miami Heat play, basketball NBA playoff game the other day. And they literally changed the name of the arena to FTX Arena, yeah. and then you have the the war the Lakers Arena Arena being changed to Crypto.com. Crypto is literally buying rights to everything to sell their yeah. their worthless product. Yeah. So it's, if you look at the way a mortgage bonds acted, there's a scene in The Big Short where he has a conversation with a guy uh, who's selling these these bonds, and he just he just says. He just, he literally, it's how they're treating crypto. It's almost identical. And what's fascinating is that mortgage bonds made their way into people's retirement accounts. And guess what's happening with cryptocurrencies? They're making their way into people's retirement accounts. It's so, because those junk bonds paid a huge dividend. So people were buying them. And yeah, you can't, there's no way you can sustain that. Well, they were mixing them up, the shitty mortgages with the good mortgages. So they were, yeah. they were, they were yeah. messing shit yeah. up with good stuff. And so, I think the same thing's going to happen with the crypto market when it falls out its ass properly. Uh, as soon as it falls below 28,000, everyone gets margin called or something like that. So we'll see it. It'll happen. And then when rates go up a bit more and pinches people and they start selling it, trying to pay their mortgages, we'll see it happen. And that's going to be fun to watch. Uh, Lloyd, are you familiar with the CEO of FTX? He's like a 28-year-old. Uh, oh, so see the guy that lost his billion-dollar status recently? Yeah, so he was on a podcast recently. I think it was like some uh, Yahoo Finance podcast or whatnot. And they asked him like, how, they're like, all right, so how are you making, how are you giving people interest, like guaranteeing interest every year off of them staking their crypto? Like, how does that work yeah. when yeah. crypto, like dividends, he goes, well, it works like dividends. Yeah. He's like, yeah, but dividends are, are revenue from a company. It's profit sharing to a shareholder. Yeah. There is no revenue. Yeah, there is no revenue. And he goes, well, his explanation, literally the way he explained it, the guy and the girl that were running the podcast, they were like Yahoo Finance, whatever. They started laughing and the guy goes, look, I'm a cynist and I'm very skeptical of everything. And he goes, he goes, the way you just explain it makes me even more skeptical of this because he goes, well, just think of it as like a box. There's like a magic box, right? And inside the box, things are happening. And like, it's just magic. 
it's a Ponzi scheme because they're, ah. they're they're paying state claims on people coming into it. It's a classic Ponzi scheme. It's just wrapped up in a different thing. There's some there's some wonderful. Uh, I think there's a coin called Ponzi, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know, but look, that you saw what happened to what is it? Terra. Uh, what's the name Which of one? Is you <laughs> yeah. Or... It's stable coin, yeah. Yeah, it, it'll come undone. It's just that the the te- here's a great example again: technology and the the functionality of some of that, and the utility of things like instant transaction, open book transacting, banking is taking on board called blockchain. Wonderful technology, but again, shitty place to put your money because it's like saying back in the 1800s, oh my god, railroads! You got to own the railroads, and everyone was pioneering railroads, and all of a sudden, railroads fucking were worthless. Because there's too many of them, and the same thing's happening here, and the same thing happening, <laughs> more, right? So look, if you look at companies that are going to get smashed from this, um, there could be some deals to to pick up where good quality companies have been embroiled in the wrong thing, and the fundamentals of the business are still there. And I think, uh, yeah, you could take Facebook as an example of that, where it got it's kind of caught up in this metaverse hype, but the reality is, its ads business is still amazing, and. Uh, it, it's going to do well. So I think it's a pretty good business to buy Facebook. Just wait I just, until you start ads in the metaverse. Like I just all, all the billboard well, in the metaverse. Listen, the well, metaverse is powerful if it has traffic. I think about it. Yeah. The the reason you can value land in the metaverse is because there's traffic, literally eyeballs and ears going past that block of land in actual time. And I actually understand that. the metaverse. I actually yeah. think the metaverse, it makes sense yeah. to me. Yeah, because I see it's like it's like a Sims. It's like you playing Sims, but you're actually in the game, like a virtual reality version. It it carries the same. It carries the same weight as the way we operate in the real world. Because if you have a road in the metaverse where there's actual people in cars traveling, they can see signs. You can sell advertising to those people, and they can buy things. Yeah, and don't give me. And then the other thing will say, well, you can use crypto in the metaverse. Why would I use crypto in the metaverse when I could use dollars in the metaverse? Yeah. What what, what what benefit is that? It's not you know really no benefit. You know what's really interesting? I was telling Phil about this story. I was in Mexico. We're in the Sea of Cortez. Our, our fishing boat broke down. We get washed up to this Mexican fishing village. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. And, and did you see not once? Like, so we bartered with beer and they gave us food. And then we bartered with yeah. our time and our effort to move some of their wood and move their boats with them. So service-driven time, time for money. And then they gave us some stuff back. They moved it to our boat. We gave them fresh water. Not once did we exchange a US dollar and not once did we ever exchange Bitcoin. We just bartered. So this whole story of, oh, the fucking world's going to end and this is going to happen, bullshit. People will trade toilet paper before they trade Bitcoin. They just will. It's easier. There's free Toilet papers. Toilet paper is way more useful than Bitcoin. Let's create, we should create a <laughs> yeah. to toilet paper. We should just call it toilet. Uh, toilet, toilet coin. Shit coin. We'll call it the shitter. Shit. TP coin. The TP coin. The TP coin. I love it. Uh, Next anyway. to the stock dirty shit coin. But, you know, uh, this, is, this is all intelligent conversation. I think I hope people are taking this, this on board. Yeah, we, we, we've been bumping up. Since we started talking about crypto, people are like, oh, crypto, let's do more. <laughs> The inconvenient uh, truth about investing is that the best investing is pretty boring shit. And that is what prevents people doing well with it because they're always looking for the exciting stuff. Now, the last, the, for my fellow Americans that are my fellow Americans, Bitcoin, my fellow Americans, I did not have sexual, sexual relations. relations with that woman. <laughs> I'm not no, so, 
I was not a crook. Yes, that's what I was going for, the Nixon. So, um, uh, what, what was I? Oh, so for those that are rooting for Bitcoin and like, oh my God, Bitcoin's going to overtake the dollar, blah, blah, blah. You do realize that if Bitcoin overtakes the dollar, that's really bad for America. Like, and I know you guys aren't living in America, but for my fellow Americans, it still we fucks me over. Okay, I'm just above really you. Bad. Yeah, it's really we bad literally America. have the world reserve currency. It's yeah. almost like having two currencies. You have a domestic currency and then an international currency. We everything around the world is traded in U.S. dollars. Oil is traded everywhere universally in U.S. dollars, and that's a pact we made with OPEC, the companies yeah. of Saudi, you know, the countries near Saudi Arabia that are the biggest oil producers in the world, we bartered with them to, so that well, like through protection and weapons and other things that you, if you sell your oil in dollars, we'll continue to support you. It's kind of shady. You know, I don't really, I don't like it, but it is what it is because it made us the superpower that we are. But like, well, if we lose that status and we just become another world, another currency where the U S dollar becomes weak and, like we're literally going to lose so much of our growth in our economy. We're going to lose like there. It's so stupid to root for Bitcoin to overtake the dollar. It's the dumbest. Yeah, it is stupid. And also you will lose the ability to print your way out of debt, which is what gives it an advantage. Like if you've got a shit ton of debt and you can just print money, you don't ever have to meet your debt obligations. And that's the advantage America has right now that, 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 that no one else has. And well, the other you, thing is you could sell treasury bonds worldwide and, that's right. and that's right. because you can only have so much money coming print. in for taxes. So yeah. it gives <clears> it terms <throat> advantages. The other thing too, people don't understand about the American dollar is that it's, it's got very strong network effects. Like it's not something you can just dislodge quickly. It's, it's got probably more network effects than the, than Apple, Google combined in terms of its moat. It just is, I would, it would be very, the only way to dislodge it, is to go to war with america that's the only way to dislodge it you cannot dislodge it any other way and that's why the, any ideas please but the world wow. the world the world reserve currency the country that has the world's reserve currency always has the greatest military force it's required you have to you have to have the greatest military force if you have the world's reserve currency and you look and at i promise dust. you china does not like it russia does not like it Stiff shit. They the, don't, what, are they going to go to war with the states? That's a shit. Well, idea. the Chinese, the Chinese yen, or China's trying to make. We heard about China's trying to make a pact with Saudi Arabia to trade oil in Chinese yen. But yeah. who cares? Because literally all goods and services around the world are traded in U.S. dollars. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, you're right, and it's just a stupid thing if you're an American, and yeah. most actually benefit from most first world yeah. countries to yeah. lose the world reserve because there's no other currency that's strong like yeah, i think is, the... it, is, it is stupid and you look at the guy that's you know backing it what's his name from twitter the liberalist left winger oh, oh jack jack, jack dorsey? dorsey who yeah. lives in america uh yeah. it's the dumbest fucking thing and it's... <laughs> it it's just like the whole like the whole argument is stupid behind it yeah. too like it's it's deflationary it's democratizing it's not democratizing shit i mean major institutions and banks control bitcoin now they're yeah. all in it they yeah. control everything we don't even know who the fuck made bitcoin we're running off of something that it's just a bullshit story to, to ponzi scheme it up and make make fiat dollars because the reality is yeah. people are only billionaires in u.s dollars because if you go i'm a i'm a bitcoin billionaire oh you mean you're measuring your wealth in u.s dollars mother the one the, the, the currency yeah. you're telling people that you're going to replace but that's how much you're worth 
That's why the price of Bitcoin shows as U.S. dollar. That's right. That's what, if it was so important, it wouldn't be shown in U.S. dollars how much it's, it's worth. It's a bullshit. It'd be shown in Bitcoin. It'll, it'll, it'll find its feet. But anyway, uh, that's why I don't touch it. It's just bullshit. So, well, Lloyd, Lloyd, don't you think that these institutions are adopting Bitcoin literally just to make money off it? They don't give a shit about it succeeding. Well, they're, they're seeing the business stuff. Because remember, the one that makes the money in the mining boom is not the people going up to the hills looking for the gold. It's the people selling the, sh- the buckets and the and the, and the, and the shovels. Yeah. Yeah. So, so look at banks, like even ComBank here that I own shares in. They're like, oh, great. We'll just put a crypto trading platform in our app and we'll make money. Fucking great. Selling picks and miners to the picks and shovels to the miners. I'm okay with that because they're stupid miners going up to look at the gold. And one or two people do well, but most of them lose money. And that's the public. They just don't understand. They're getting, they're getting, seduced by the story and that's what happened in the mortgage bond days that's what happened in the railroad days that's what happened in the, when the car overtook the uh the, the horse, horse. in those stupid dolls and <laughs> the, the, the beanie the, babies beanie babies same shit like everyone gets seduced into fast dollars and this is no different and i think it's finally coming undone i think if you look at the graph it's in a head and shoulders pattern it's going to get decimated the crazy thing is though like the railroad and a, and a horse and buggy and a car actually I can understand the utility and value of those. Whereas sure. a Bitcoin, I can't fucking do anything with a Bitcoin. I have to put it, trade it to a dollar to do anything with it. <laughs> well, people will get a real. They have a bar in Germany that only takes Bitcoin. But they'll get a real. But you can't pay your taxes with Bitcoin. They'll get a real sense of what actually happens when rates go up. Because when that happens and they own mortgages, they can't pay the bank in Bitcoin against their mortgage. They'll shit themselves. They'll sell their Bitcoin so they can still live in their house. They can still put petrol in the car, right? That will happen. It will happen. When rates triple from here, they're fuck- Bitcoin's <laughs> You watch. I'm excited for it. Bitcoin like- has become so institutionalized that it is actually a NASDAQ ETF right now. It The tech companies have bought into it so much that it literally does exactly what the NASDAQ does every single day for, yeah. for like a year now. Yeah. So anyway, it's not well, independent of anything. It, anyway, I think in the next few years we'll see it come undone. It, it'll happen. And and all this stuff that that the crowd follows, it comes <laughs> undone. And if you look at what what, what makes Warren Buffett, he, if you look at the graph of the wealthiest people in the world, he's been way up there for a very long time. And his principles, what the reason why so many people go to the Berkshire Hathaway meeting is because they they know he's the sage. That's why they call him the Oracle of Omaha, because he's he is the most rational investor on the planet and he's not fucking stupid. So when he comes out and says, I wouldn't touch Bitcoin ever, you can pay me to own it. If people don't listen to that, they've got to be the dumbest people on the planet. Like, how can you not listen to the smartest investor of all time? Like, that is stupid, uncoachable, egotistical. And if you just follow his principles, you can become a millionaire. It's People have to stop trying to reinvent shit. Just go back to what works when you're trying to buy stocks. Buy stuff. Buy dollar bills that are buy investments that are worth a dollar, but buy them for fifty cents. And if you're doing that, you win. So I'm just on the uh, the billionaire list for the last like X number of years. Just putting in Warren Buffett's name, he's on it thirty eight times. Yeah. His name pops yeah. up thirty eight times. Yeah, so, he's remained a billionaire for like the longest time of all the other billionaires. But not but just it's the just, top, top, top in the world. And, and, and full, yeah, he's full. in the top 10. He's never so dropped full. below six, I think. Because he does boring value investing. That takes time, but it's so it's tried and true and it always works. Well, let me ask you this, Tony. How many people really want to own Citigroup in this group? 
How many what? How many people in our group want to own Citigroup? Nobody. They no want to own because Citigroup doesn't move fast enough for anybody. It doesn't look sexy. They want yeah, and it's a bank. So people are just like, oh, whatever. I, I don't care. I want the next uh you know the next bitcoin the back shibu inu and well actually i think we weeded a lot of those people out of the group to be honest i think we have i think a lot of the group is a lot more sensible than they used than like definitely from, if you look we at the group the a year ago to now and we were telling all we it were telling people, group a year ago <laughs> we were telling people a year ago like arc is arc I remember talking about Ark every single week and people are like Kathy, the goddess, mama Kathy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, these companies don't make any sense. Like they're all pandemic. Com every company in here is a pandemic induced company. Like they're like, this isn't going to last like Roku, your number, your number one holding for an ETF is Roku of all the companies that you can hold. Roku is your number one holding. Like, I just don't understand that. You know, it's, and, uh, but now it's all coming undone and now people, all it takes is a market crash and then people start to sour on these speculative and like you see all these speculative investments get washed out and now this wave these new wave of investors are now never going to invest in stuff like that again they're going to do the the value approach what's what? snark what's sark what is this sark oh is, is that shorting arc <laughs> Shuttle capital short innovation etf yeah. so yeah yeah well, michael barry i feel a bit sorry for him he shorted tesla and he just it, it just hit the wrong time and he just got blasted out of it but he would have made a shit ton of money at the right time he had the right idea now i'm not saying the companies in arc are all terrible companies i just think she bought them all at the peak like market price that it could probably is probably going to take five years for those companies to recover like but you know what's really sad, Tony? People are still putting money in a flipping fund. It's ridiculous. Like you can't make on, Kathy Woods. You don't on, even have to give people results to be respected on Wall Street. You just have to like talk and be like, oh, I listen. Money. Yeah. I listened to a couple of interviews of Kathy Woods because I didn't know a whole lot about her. I researched her. I listened to some interviews. I listened to a 45 minute interview the other day that she had with like um I CNN business or something. I forget what it was. And honestly she sounds like a nutcase to me like she's Jesus. yeah she does i agree she doesn't know what she's talking about she's like people don't people it's the biggest misallocation of money we've ever seen everybody everybody should be buying arc it's so crazy and then she said like the federal reserve is insane for raising interest rates and i'm like what what do you yeah you're of course you're saying that because it's tanking your stupid etf like yeah. you know you want yeah. them to not like that's it would, the same reason it's the same reason why people it. have to um, spruik Bitcoin. Lloyd, uh, you got some buying City Group. Uh, we got Wanda going to be buying some City Group tomorrow. Please don't buy it. Please don't buy it. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> want the price to go up. No, it's not that. It's just, it's just you shouldn't buy things based on. We're just. I'm, I only did that to show you my conviction to it and the reason why. I was educating you, but don't, don't go and buy it based on what you hear. Do your own research. Wanda, because buy QQQ. Forget the research. <laughs> yeah. You buy yeah. QQQ tomorrow. I'm telling you right now. I, I'd be more inclined for people to buy VU or QQQ than anything because if you don't understand what you're buying and you don't know what's going on with it, you don't check it, you don't know why, if it turns pear-shaped, you'll blame me and you'll be like, Lloyd, there's no chance. Yeah. Don't do that. I, I know what I'm doing and I'm prepared to take certain risks based on my own profile, but if you're not, 
Don't don't do that. Here's the thing, so, Wanda. Lloyd wait, wait, is a millionaire. Here, here, here's a great, he could put great. hundred grand. Yeah. This is a great. Another you know the fundamentals of a company and you know your risk level. Yeah. If you don't know anything about the company, don't invest in it. Yeah. Lloyd is a millionaire, so he could afford to put a hundred grand into a stock, and it doesn't even matter what happens to the stock. Now, I'm definitely not rich, but I can put five, ten thousand dollars into an individual stock. I could put ten, twenty thousand dollars into an individual stock, and if I lose it all, I'm gonna cry for about a week. But it's not really gonna change my life. So, like, if you're gonna invest into in an individual stock. It, it's risk reward. You know what I mean? Like you really have to understand what you're buying. If you're buying QQQ, I promise you, VU, QQQ, the Dow Jones even, like you're going to be fine 20 years from now. You know, if you buy an individual stock, it could go bankrupt 20 years from now. Yeah, yeah we, we did an episode where we looked at the, uh, the top <laughs> companies in the S&P 500. They're all different. Over- yeah, over 20 years, there, every like five years, there's a change. Uh, I think there's only one or two companies that kind of stayed, Microsoft being one of them, but Microsoft is uh, owns, has a monopoly. Um, guys, we are coming to an end, so I'm going to let Wait, you guys so, let so us know. I should where... say, I can't promise that you'll be fine 20 years from now because the world could be yeah, blown could up be... by the next war, so I don't know. Barring but... a major <laughs> war, you should be okay. Barring but if, war. listen... If VU, if the S&P 500 fails, then money is not going to matter anyway. So don't worry about it. Yeah. Just learn to barter like Lloyd did uh, yeah. down in Mexico. Learn to fish and hunt if the S&P fails. Right. All right. Because it means we're recovering you? from a nuclear war or something. So With our yeah. fingers, multiple fingers. Tony, where can we find you? Can I ask Lloyd one question before we go? Always. <laughs> Always. Lloyd, what's your what's your position at in Baba now? Like, how much of your portfolio is it? Uh, twenty. Twenty-two percent. Twenty percent. Yeah. Now, what are you gonna do? Are you staying pat, or are you gonna buy more? No, I'm. I'm just. No, no, I'm not gonna buy any more. I'm just gonna. Um, I have enough, a big enough position. Because don't forget, I've parked in four hundred forty-five thousand. So it's the reason I'm not. I'm not buying more is I don't feel I need to because the company just purchased 25 billion of its own stock back. So I'm, I'm incrementally increasing my share of ownership of the company as they buy their own stock with their free cash flow. So I don't really have to buy anymore. And I'm hoping that it stays low so they can continue to buy as much as they can. So if it stays low for the next two or three years, I'm okay as long as they keep buying back shares and then it should just squirt up and triple hopefully over time. But I really am banking. Like it's a real, it's a real China play. Like it's, the next five, 10 years are going to be interesting to see. So I think I'm placing cash there in China and that's like an ETF almost because it owns so many businesses. Um, so that's why I own it, but I'm not going to buy any more. I'm really short on us stocks in terms of exposure. So I want to be able to build a big position in, in a, in a USA company. And do you think we're at the bottom of the market? It seems to be that we're not inflated. I, I don't know what's going to happen in the next two or three years with Fed rate rises, but I know that if I park into something like Citigroup, it has tailwinds to to take advantage of those years. So I think it's going to see a good 10, 20 year run. So I, they're the types of business. I was either that or was either Berkshire Hathaway. Um, I think will do well. And also Costco. I think Costco is a good business. Um, it earnings comes out in the next couple of days. I'm not sure. It just did tank down to 418, but that business is almost unstoppable. It as long as they don't raise the price of their hot dogs to buy at their store, I'm okay with it. That's well, all I know. We'll know. That was, that's the only thing that could take them down. Yeah, yeah, they raise that prices, they're done. Um, 
Phil, we're gonna need you next time to match because yeah, like okay. what Let is me this know in red? Advance, red? Like what the yeah. color scheme is? <laughs> and plus, I'm gonna be coming in from the new studios, so it's gonna be nicer. Are you going to Vegas? When are you going to Vegas? December. December, I'm in Vegas. Uh, We should fly out to Vegas when Phil's out there. I'm going to Florida. I'm going to Florida in August. Where are you going in Florida? I'm going to Disney World. Disney World? Oh, you're going to Disney. I'm going to Orlando. Yeah, I want a trip to Orlando. Uh, You want a trip to Orlando? Yeah, Yeah, we just went went on that Mexican trip. We've on like 20 trips. We just win our trips. Lloyd doesn't pay for trips. He just wins. We just win uh, our trips. That's a yeah, side hustle, there. by the way, people. Yeah, that's a side hustle. We had network marketing business. Have you been to Have you been to or, uh, Disney in Orlando? I've been to Disneyland in LA, and um, okay, but never. Well, it's Disney. it's quite unremarkable compared to LA, but okay. you know the City Walk, City Walk, or Universal Walk is a good place. Well, I'm excited to go to Miami. Hopefully, you've never been there. You should oh, check. Okay, My sister yeah. just came back from Miami. Um, okay. Yeah, well, well, she was there for business. I'd love but, to yeah, go to Vegas. Love we to go gotta to Vegas. find a time to get together. We gotta find. Look, I'm in Vegas time. from the first to the fifth of December. That's for anybody who wants. So I will put the link to buy tickets to the conference that I'm going to be at. I say we go to Vegas, Vegas to meet up with Phil. It'd be awesome, Vegas, baby. Yeah, let's go. I mean, I'm I'm down. I'm down. All right, uh, Tony. We have to wrap up. So let's find out where you right. where we can find you. And I did finish this, by the way. Um, That's why you can find so me. In Vegas, December 1st to the 5th. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. No, I don't know. Just find me in the group. I don't really have anything to promote. Just find me in the group. You can check out my podcast. I'll drop a link and buy my course. Like, what are you doing? Just buy the hey. course. It's good. 224 students. I got 4.7 stars out of five. And I am adding new content to it. So anytime I add to it, it's free. Like, you don't pay anything extra. So, there you go. Well, you can uh, you can buy my book. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, happiness. I'm a yeah I love that he had that in uh, his hand. Buy my <laughs> book. You go to moneybuyshappinessbook.com, and then I read his first. This. I read his first book. It was fantastic. Oh yeah, send me a PDF. Yeah. If you get this, you get two free coaching calls with Melissa, and you get to be in my group. That's it. Awesome let me tell deal. you, his group is friggin' awesome. There's so much to buy that book. You get a free audio book with this. I'm about to buy the book. Nine dollars. My goodness, come on. Nine dollars? Are you kidding me? Buy the book. Buy two books. Come on. And then give it what to a do? friend. It teaches them how to money. It how money buys. Don't freak out if you don't get a hard copy. I found some in the United States. All right. And of course, you can find me at investinyourselfpod.com where I talk to digital entrepreneurs and learn how they made their money online. And you can as well. Uh, this is Stock Dirty. Lord, you have to and- stay on. Stay on. Don't get off. Yeah, Lord, you stay on when we log off, okay? When the, you always when get stay on. <laughs> and uh, as always, people, when you're in, when you don't know what to do, make sure you buy VU. Thank you so much for checking out the show, guys. We love you and have a great week investing. Thank you.